Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Hi, Karen. Hello, Michael. What story do you have today? Michael, we have a story from Matt Ribeiro. It was an early October morning, and there I was, sitting outside of Fort Lauderdale Airport, waiting for my beautiful girlfriend Amanda to arrive. We're a long-distance couple, so we hadn't seen each other in quite a while, and the anticipation had built up immensely over that period of time. Once I finally saw her, the wait was immediately worth it. We embraced, and we began to talk about how amazing this weekend was going to be. And I had a lot of things planned for us too, and there was honestly no time for any sort of snag or interruption along the way. We decided we were hungry, and we decided to go get some breakfast at this small little cafe named Bonjour in Weston. And the place was pretty nice, and it was packed too, which indicated that the food was probably going to be pretty good. And it was. But Amanda had decided that she wanted more coffee, and we went to the front counter to go get it, and the guy there was clearly in a rush and looked bothered. But he gave it to us, and I, being the gentleman I am, I offered to hold it for her. She said yes, and we decided to head home, and on the way out, I went white. I looked down, and my hand was completely covered in hot, scalding coffee. It was pain unlike anything I'd ever felt before. I instinctively dropped the cup. The whole store turned to look at me, but I didn't care. I was panicking. I immediately looked for some water to rinse my hand under, and Amanda had sprung into action without me even asking, looking for water to help pour over my hand for relief. And once I had rinsed it off, the pain went nowhere. It was just as bad as the moment it started. And eventually we decided to go outside and I sat there while she poured water over my hand. And the second the water washed away, the pain came back in full force. The moment of relief that I got was extremely temporary. And I kept chasing it by pouring water over and over and over again. And she had suggested that we call an ambulance, but unfortunately, since this is America, I said, no, that is not happening. Because on top of everything that was happening, I really did not feel like going bankrupt. And we eventually realized that sitting there pouring water in my hand really wasn't going to get us anywhere. So she offered to drive us to CVS using my car, and I was in no position to say no because... I could not drive in the state that I was in, both mentally and physically. So when we got to CVS and we found the burn cream, I looked at the package with anticipation and I wondered what kind of relief could this give me because I was willing to take anything at that point. And when we finally got to the car and opened up the packaging, I sighed before I applied it, hoping for the best. The pain that I had described before was already the worst pain I had ever felt. And what had followed after I had put on this burn cream easily surpassed that in every single imaginable way. 
the burning was more intense, the pain was sharper, and the way I had reacted was nothing like how I had reacted before when it first happened. I simply buried my head and let the tears roll down. This is extremely out of character for me. I typically don't respond to pain in this way. And Amanda was worried because she had never seen me in a state like this. And all I could do was wait there as she drove us home because there was no water left in the car, so I couldn't wash it off. And when I got home, I ran into the kitchen and took all the burn cream off immediately. And the pain was still there. I was losing hope fast. And to add insult to injury too, I had completely forgotten about the coffee that had spilled on my chest. So I went to the bathroom and pulled up my shirt. And what I had found was a burning, blistering scar that was bright red, right in the middle of my chest. And I'm an avid bodybuilder, so my first thought was, it's over. I'm not going to be able to take my shirt off anymore or post any progress pictures because this is disgusting. And Amanda had provided me reassurance saying, it's not that bad, I promise. It, it, it looks cool or whatever. But in the moment, I did not care. And then eventually, Al, um, Amanda's sibling passed by and they said, Oh, it looks like you have a butterfly to match Amanda's bee tattoo. And then they walked away. And I realized Amanda's sibling is extremely blunt and they wouldn't say anything they don't mean. And if it really looked that bad, they would have said so. So even though that did make me feel a little better in the moment, the reality still was that I was sitting there on our trip that we had waited for forever with my hands submerged in a cup of cold water. This was miserable. There were so many things I wanted to do that day with her, and they were looking like they weren't going to happen. But then Amanda came into the room, cuddled up next to me, and smiled. And she looked at me and said, everything's going to be okay because we're together and we're still going to have a good time. Matt Ribeiro, recalling a, a very bad burn. A very bad burn that sadly did not do much for a very potentially wonderful reunion with his out-of-town girlfriend. How sad is that? Well, it kind of made the relationship strong, I think. <laughs> Matt was very compassionate. That's a lovely way to look at it, and I'd like to look at it that way, too. Here he says, no time for snags or interruptions. They had an agenda. They had a schedule. Picks her up at the airport. Here, here, here. And just his luck, being a gentleman, I offered to hold the coffee. And the rest, as they say, is misery. I mean history. It must have been some spill. He doesn't go into details, but apparently it, not only his hand, but his chest as well. He doesn't really need to go into detail of the spill because what he goes into detail about, which is incredible, is the pain. I went white my hand covered in hot scalding coffee and then the burned cream made him cry it surpassed the original cream tears rolling down spilled on his chest 
burning, blistering, his description of what that coffee did. Wasn't McDonald's sued? I cannot believe that places are still serving coffee this hot. And he even threw in some social politics by not wanting to go bankrupt by calling an ambulance. I didn't know the rules or laws about ambulances myself, or bankruptcy for that matter. I once had a student who needed an ambulance and she would not allow me to call one because she said she doesn't have the money. And as it turns out, what I found out subsequently, don't quote me on this, is if the ambulance comes and treats you but doesn't take you anywhere, if the EMTs come and do something for you and don't take you to the hospital, you're not charged. So maybe they could have done something for them. But I wondered why they didn't go to an urgent care. You're in so much pain. You're, you're scared. I think the point is you're not thinking so clearly. I would imagine that it would have been all right if she had driven him to the emergency room. I disagree with you. Just the thought of being charged all this money for being taken to the hospital or being treated at a hospital prevents a lot of people from getting the necessary treatment. And I felt so bad for him because I get burned cooking all the time, and this must have been 10 times, 100 times worse. And burn cream is not supposed to make the pain worse, is it? I've always heard that you put running water on a burn. You don't put ice and you absolutely don't put cream on. You put cream on after the fact when it's cold. But if you put it on during while it's still burning in your in your hand, it will just insulate the burn. I don't know what that particular cream said, but I just felt terrible for him. And again, who of us is able to think clearly when you're going through something like that? And I think that is the point. This is a story that, thank goodness, ends happily. Yes, he's got that scar, but that butterfly scar will not last as long as the relationship. And I think that was a beautiful end to the story. And I think you may be right that this cemented that relationship because you, they went through this trauma together. Karen, I understand there is a uh, storytelling slam coming up. Yes. Next Sunday, 4 o'clock, Boca Raton Public Library, the downtown branch. If you want to find out more about the story slam, which is free, if you want to find out more about sending me stories, see Neil at fau.edu. That's C-N as in Nancy, E-I-L-E at fau.edu. I'll answer your questions and I'll send you simple instructions for recording the story. Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday. 